0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Nicole BZ, and you know everything. We're going to talk about my most favorite topic. I realized as I was saying that, I say that every episode. Oh, what's this? New mic stand so you can get the uh, late night radio, deep voice, BZ. You're welcome. Hopefully, this will improve the audio quality. I am a trained audio engineer, but the audio the last few months would not indicate that. I've been playing with different microphones and different setups. I'm going to be on the road for like the next, I don't even know, three, four months. So we're just going to do the best with what we got because that's all you can ever really do, right? And that's kind of what I'm talking about today. But really, really, what we're going to be talking about, what we're going to get into is the undercurrent, the foundation, the everything of my work, anti-business business. business. I get a lot of people asking me, what does that mean? (laughs) What is an anti-business business business coach? What is the anti-business school? And like, you're obsessed with business. So how are you anti-business? they're all great questions. I had actually wanted to call it business revolution, but with like the R in parentheses, it's been trademarked. Then I was thinking of calling it new world business building, also trademarked. So I'm just rolling with it. The anti-business business business school. I should probably trademark that. Anyhow. I digress. We're off to a really great start. I might be over caffeinated. As soon as I got my like adrenals back in shape, as in I rested, I went on holiday for four weeks. I could start to have coffee again, but you know, it leaves me a little bit. (laughs) I think it's going to be good. We're going to have fun. I'm really excited. There's so many fun things that I'm working on. This episode is timed with the opening of the Anti Business School, the last time I will put it out in its current form. So next time doors open at significantly reduced prices, there is going to be a digital transformation component, ideally accompanied by a live workshop with some of my most favorite experts. There is also going to be a conscious crypto course that I have collaborated with the inimitable Noah Lampart from Synchronicity on. I'm so excited. It's the best and i know a lot of my people are aware i'm pretty interested in cryptocurrencies web3 and alternative ways of monetizing your passions in your life and i love the the way that crypto truly reflects how you engage with and are in relationship with money it has helped me finally understand currency, that there is value continually flowing everywhere, and we can access it easier now than ever before. However, some of us have some things going on in the background. We may or may not be aware of them. And that mindset, that attitude, that perspective absolutely influences your success, uh, the end results. And it's really frustrating when you're doing your best, yet you keep getting the same shitty, either unexpected or sometimes, unfortunately, all too expected, average or even subpar results. And that's what I mean when I talk about anti-business business. business. Rough segue, but want to hear it? Here it goes. I have been obsessed with creating access, with empowering people to feel like they have choice. The whole reason I got into business coaching is because I somehow seem to attract really creative, really visionary people, people who have ideas, who have solutions, and who feel like the way that they're going to approach something that might even be incredibly common is different. And they need to do it their way. They need to create some kind of a structure, some kind of container to hold this, this energy that they have that will create change. And it can be super duper simple. It can be incredibly complex. It can be something that impacts one person for one particular problem or challenge, or it can be something that might potentially change the world. I love talking about ideas. I am able to see the process, the patterns, and the pieces that need to go into the puzzle in order to produce the final picture. And I love working with people like that. The thing is, is there's only so many hours in the day and the better I get at what I do and the more fire my content art becomes, the less time that I have available. And the anti-business school was born out of my coaching practice, which was inspired through being the COO at a large scaling company and realizing I needed to upskill. I needed to figure out how to really get to the core of any issue and transform it into an incredibly successful, replicable way of working and doing something that could be easily translated to anybody, anytime. The Anti-Business School is the culmination of 25 years of entrepreneurship. It also deeply reflects the MBA that I engaged in, the coaching uh, certification that I engaged in, and I am in uh, review for becoming a master certified coach. I'm not that like into degrees and labels and titles and certifications, a lot of people are, and I absolutely respect that. So I'm willing to invest in myself and in my own structures and entities to ensure that people feel like they are getting what they pay for, essentially. So I also love, 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 love learning, like spend most of my time when I'm not doing this, actually reading and learning. And so oftentimes that comes with a certification. It's like, well, I guess I might as well, right? So the anti-business school was a way for someone like me to learn, someone who wants to do it in their own time, who sometimes binges, who sometimes has 15 minutes between things. It's incredibly digestible. It's every major component of business, leadership, communication, relationships, sales and finance, marketing, I'm just pulling up all of the different modules because they do kind of evolve. And that's why I'm actually going to be uh, re-recording it so that it does include digital transformation, crypto, but also like, you know, 2023 level recording. Because if you see some of the recordings today, it, you'll know that it uh, it definitely um, reflected the time, which was post-2020. And that's fine, Uh, if you haven't noticed, I am a big believer in done is better than perfect, but I wait to iterate and improve until I have the data. But I wanted to make sure that what I consider to be graduate level business study is available to anybody and at a price that is also accessible, that depending on your style of learning, whether you read, whether you hear, whether you watch, whether you like to engage, everything is titillated, right? So you can get in the Discord container, you can get all the support that you need live in real time. I will likely be hosting group calls when you (laughs) ask for it. Uh, This has somehow become like a big push for the anti-business school. So thank you for sticking with me. What I really wanted to talk about was anti-business business. We're all incredibly familiar with old school business, old world business. It's based on hierarchy. It's top down. There's one person in charge. We're trying to squeeze every single cent. It's based on efficiencies, flow through management theory. Like we're really trying to get humans to do as much work as possible for as little value as possible. And you'll notice that like with every structure, the problem with this approach is it's not sustainable. At some point, products have to drop in price because the quality is dropping, because the input is dropping, because you're trying to squeeze every single cent and energetic output in every exchange that occurs. This is why what I like ironically happens is even the employees of the producers can no longer engage in the product because they're getting hired at less and less. They're being asked to work more and more. Again, prices are having to drop so the overall organization is making less money and suddenly this top-down pyramid flips over because it cannot stay afloat. We are all in some kind of a recovery that we were able to experience, I think, for the first time in probably 100, 150 years during 2020, when we were forced to take a pause, and we finally realized that working 24-7 is not the way to success, or peace, or satisfaction, (laughs) and surprise, surprise, we've started to approach things a little bit differently, and we are in experiment with that. Old school business approaches everything like it's forever and always. There will be a consistent level of output. And if anything changes, we cut it out. It is unacceptable. There is no room for variation or for uh, play <laughs> testing the unknown. Everything needs to be in a spreadsheet. If there is any type of deviation from the expected data, somebody's going to pay, right? Again. If that worked, things wouldn't be crumbling. We wouldn't see banks. We wouldn't see industries. We wouldn't see people falling apart. I'm a big believer in check the end result. Like We need to experiment and play and, and push the boundaries a little bit and get out of our comfort zones. And we need to do that for a period of time. And then we look at how did that work for us? How did it feel as we engaged in that? What results did we get? How do those results feel? Sometimes we can get everything we set out to, but it looks and feels wildly different. And we don't like how it feels. It ultimately lands in a way that feels heavy, draining, disappointing, perhaps frustrating, leaving us bitter and resentful. I'm sure you can relate to all of that. I'm sure you've had a job. Uh, You may have had a business. You've certainly had a relationship. You've probably experienced a particular environment, gone into somebody else's business or space and walked away feeling like that was not worth it. That is old world business. When I say I am anti-business business, that's what I am working and have worked with hundreds of CEOs, founders, artists, creatives, ideators, and people to enable them to build a structure, build and lay a foundation that they can then start to grow on top of. And I personally have started saved and shuttered over 50 businesses, whether they were my own entrepreneurial endeavors, or I was called in to, again, save or ultimately give permission to the founders, the board, I've done this with a few nonprofits as well, to say like this, this isn't working anymore. And we can try to fix what's broken, or we can start over. Or we can walk away. I mean, sometimes the whole the whole business is started with an end in mind. Or you sell it, right? I get a lot of people who are incredibly burnt out, who are doing really, really well. And the paradox is they can no longer keep doing business the way they've been doing business, but their business is super duper successful. So we have to completely reevaluate and reprogram the way they've been approaching work. We all are very familiar with the hash, hustle harder, grind culture, quiet quitting, you know, some of these like very internet buzz term words. And for some people, hustle harder actually really, really works. For some people, burning it all down to the ground every month and starting your ground zero at a pile of ashes really, really works. What the anti-business business is about is finding what works for you. The other thing a lot of my people come to me with is Really bad, damaging, traumatizing, and or expensive experiences with consultants, coaches, and advisors who have come into their business telling them what to do, telling them their way that works, and then gaslighting this individual when, lo and behold, their magical system that worked for them doesn't apply to my person's very unique, very creative very special situation. What I try to do is empower people. And this is what anti-business business business does, because it doesn't just empower the leader, the CEO, the founder, the creative, the artist, the solopreneur, the creative premier, the mompreneur, whatever you want to call yourself, right? It doesn't just empower that person. It empowers everybody around them. You'll hear me talk about energy leadership. And energy might be a triggering word, especially for some of the... uh, (laughs) The more like scientific database people, and believe me, my friend, I spent 35 years there. There is nothing wrong with it. It absolutely works. It helps me make a lot of the decisions that I make. That next level of leadership, though, comes from the wisdom that has been gained through your experience with the data from the 2020 hindsight, from the wrapping it all up and seeing what the conclusions that can be drawn from facts are, and then... Using your gut instinct, using a little bit of intuition, trusting that the opportunity that's actually going to turn everything around is not something that comes out of a spreadsheet. It is something that comes out of your vision, your dreams, what you know is possible, this limitless potential that's available to all of us. Old world business doesn't plan on the unexpected. Old world business plans on the budgeted timeline that has been input it into a project management software and has been slowly checked off every box. It doesn't take into account that we're just checking the box off so that we can get the hell out of that office or that we don't actually think this is going to be successful. And these numbers are abusive (laughs) and they're set by some guy that's like eight levels up on the hierarchy who doesn't understand what it takes to actually do our job. So we have no intention of ever reaching those numbers. And guess what? We won't. Doing business your way means that you are experimenting. You are playing. You might be setting a target for the first time with literally no idea if you can hit it or not. That's the whole point. We set a target so that we can learn, do I need to move it closer? Do I need to move it further out? What was the variable that influenced my either hitting it dead on and center or maybe not even hitting the mark or the board at all? It is this willingness to say, I have a dream. I'm going to reverse engineer it. I'm going to start today. And I'm going to take a little bit of action every single day. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're opening up your computer and you're getting onto social media and you're DMing everybody and cold calling them and asking them like, hey, let's have a little conversation. Uh, it means that energetically, your mind, your, your emotions, your thoughts your feelings, your actions are supporting this bigger dream. That might mean you're reading some, I've been talking a lot about the um softcore fairy porn that I've been reading. <laughs> uh, if your Saturday morning looks like I am purposefully taking some time out to go sit outside and read, and that is what actually allows you to be a creative, emotionally available human being. <laughs> So that when you show up, whatever it is that you do decide to show up, you have the capacity to invest in every single thing you're doing with the intention of success, with the the knowing that when this activity, when this overall plan is finalized and executed, I am going to feel incredibly successful, empowered, and excited. And you start with that before you take any action, it will change the way you do business, but it'll also change your life. In the Anti-Business School, we talk about time and productivity. We talk about connection and relationships, financial flow, marketing and creativity, leadership. And there's a whole bunch of other bonuses, but I don't want to get into that only because like they're always different. I've kind of... I think about those as like the five core components of business, right? We have to work with other people. We need to lead ourselves first, let alone lead others. Sales is something that I don't, I don't differentiate between sales, like buy something from me and sales as in, I have to sell myself first, like wake up, get out of bed. That's kind of the hardest sale that I do every single day. (laughs) is convincing myself to get out of bed. But when we realize like what we're allowing is people and ourselves To access a solution in a way that could potentially change our entire experience and everyone around us. We become that droplet that is then the ripple, that is the butterfly effect that could change the world. And by not telling your story, by not doing the damn thing, by not showing up in a certain, with a certain intention, we prevent, firstly, ourselves, but potentially anybody from. Like having a great day or experiencing joy and love and peace and trust, maybe safety and security for the first time ever. I believe business is taking yourself seriously. We can talk about that in terms of monetization as in like, I get paid X amount of dollars so that you get Y service product idea. That's cool. It can also just simply be an exchange. I give you this because it makes me feel good. And like, this is going to be a really obvious lame ass example, but like, I'm not going to give you a bag of flaming shit. That's not, I mean, unless like my goal is to feel like an asshole, but (laughs) right. Like we give an order to get that is true selflessness and an energy leadership. I use the term energy very purposefully. I use words very purposefully. They all have their own emotion around them. Some words are more heavily loaded than others. When we talk about attitude or perspective or mindset, you all have your own interpretations of those words. I have no control over that, right? But when I use something like energy, it's pretty neutral. It feels very neutral to me. Some people think it's literally electricity. That's totally fine. Other people think it's like this magical wavelength where we're all connected. I don't think that's wrong. But it's still, it it communicates this transference. And in energy leadership, what we understand is that we, as a human being, have this ability to show up. We have a choice in any moment, in any situation. With every word, every thought, every feeling, every action, there is a choice. That is my definition of freedom. Anti-business business business creates freedom. And it is a very different way of hiring employees, writing contracts, negotiating. We are focused on everybody wins or nobody plays. If you are doing business to squeeze every dollar, to win every negotiation so you get more than they do, to close the fucking sale, people are going to experience disappointment along with a lot of other, what I would qualify as level one, level two, energetic experiences. They'll feel gaslit. They'll feel victimized. They'll feel disappointed. They might not give a shit. They're not going to recommend you. They're not going to talk about your business or your product or your service or your ideas. They're going to feel angry. They're going to want a refund. They are going to want to renege on the agreements. They're going to want to push back deadlines. They're going to do subpar work, so on and so forth, right? In anti-business business, we understand that the way we show up gives other people the opportunity to choose as well. And when we honor that choice, what happens is we get the very best in performance. We get consistency, we experience trust, and we get results that we couldn't have even dreamed of. So if you don't trust your employees... If you think people are doing shitty jobs on purpose, if you feel like you're getting ripped off by your vendors or your partners, if you feel like the UPS guy is always delivering your shit late, uh, if you don't think you're getting paid enough, if you don't think you're charging enough, if you don't think people appreciate you enough, if you feel undervalued, if you don't feel seen on social media, if you don't feel like you're getting enough sales, like all of this suggests you're experiencing old world business. You're doing it the old way. New World Business is very, very clear on the agreement is in the moment. And as soon as something doesn't make sense, we simply revisit it with the expectation of I would like to be happy and satisfied with this. And I'm assuming you would like to be happy and satisfied as well. So let's revisit what was originally agreed upon and discuss it. What's working? What's not working? Uh, there's two podcasts that come to mind when... I think about how I've put this forward in the, in the few years I've been doing this podcast now and in the five years I've been a coach and in the 25 years I've been in business and the 10 years I spent in therapy and a handful of, I've been calling it shamanic spankings, but like anti-business business really, I was gonna say coagulates, so it's kind of a gross word, right? Coalesce brings together, let's just stop trying to be an SAT nerd, BZ. It brings together all of those modalities with respect with full credit where credit is due. There's been a lot of learning going on here, people. But Creative Confidence, which was by the the two guys that founded the D School. It was one of my Quantum Business Book Club podcasts. So we'll link that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But design theory, one of the reasons I was so excited when I found this book is it validated everything I was already doing, which feels really good. But then when it's a Stanford graduate school that's doing that, you're like, oh, my God, I am really smart. It also reminded me like all of these ideas are floating around in the ether and we just get to pull one down and play with it for a little while and then release it like I'm giving it to you. But with design theory, ultimately, we have all of these ideas, right? we brainstorm. There is no bad idea. And in fact, the shittest thing you put in that, on that piece of paper on that whiteboard is, is going to be the foundation for all of the ideas that come after that. From there, we strategize. We pick an idea. We pick an implementation plan. We pick a timeline, potentially a budget. We figure out what we're going to do, when we're going to do it, and how we're going to do it. And again, it is a guess. It is like setting that target. Then we implement. We actually do the dang thing and we give it time. I always suggest at least 30 days. A data set is traditionally made from 30 pieces of information. Most of the time, we give it about 30 minutes before we start like frantically, frantically checking the data. But the first time especially, please give it at least 30 days. I even prefer three months. I know things move really quickly now, but that's another thing about this concept of new world business. We move at the speed of luck. It's another quantum business book club by Gay Hendricks, Conscious Luck, Any Who, credit where credit's due, right? But we understand that there is a momentum and there's a speed that makes sense for us. And we know exactly what that feels like. We implement these ideas in the form of a strategy. And when we get to the end of the experiment, we test the hypothesis. It was either true or false. No big deal. We look at what worked, we change up one var- variable, and we do it again. If it worked, we just rinse, swash, and repeat. We then apply that same framework to something new to test. This works fantastically in marketing. It works fantastically in sales. It works beautifully in finance. It's a framework. It is a blueprint for success. In anti-business business, we re- recognize Not every system is going to work for you that worked for me. Not every way of thinking, not every way of working, not every schedule, not every relationship to deadline is going to apply. So we are constantly experimenting and testing and hypothesizing and proving true or false. And what we create is an overall blueprint point for our individual success and leadership. This allows you to start another business to apply it to your fitness practice or maybe your writing practice. Most of the people that I work with develop their own creative process in tandem because for the first time ever, they realize their business is their art. It is the intentional, purposeful creation they are brave enough to put out into the world for others to see and engage with. And they have no control over that person's experience other than their own best attempt and intention to create something that feels impactful, whatever it is that end user, end buyer, end customer, end consumer is seeking. So we are in co-creation, not just with the people engaging in our business, the thing we're taking seriously and putting out there, but the, the materials that we're using, the partners that we're working with, the vendors, like That delivery person that drops something off at your house, like they're in business with you. So when we can start to, to, what's the word I'm looking for? Like zoom out, not complicated. When we can start to zoom out and we see the holistic approach, you start to understand why I talk about energy leadership. Because again, that is the droplet that creates the ripples. It affects everything. And we can always choose that energetic approach. That is anti business business. It is actually starting with the feeling, which a lot of my type A data tech leaders, a lot of people who have used force and a manufactured sense of urgency and carefully crafted chaos to push themselves to ensure that they are at the center of the shitstorm and they are putting out all of the fires from all of the lightning because all of their electricity and their friction is creating this centrifugal force that cannot be stopped. Except they're on the verge of either exploding or imploding. There are significant consequences to this way of work, whether it's their health, their personal relationships, their finances, their dreams. You know, I work with people that felt like they had to sacrifice the family the children, the interpersonal relationship. I was talking with a woman yesterday who said, I don't know how to have a business and a husband. That's a beautiful admission. And it takes a lot of vulnerability and courage to say that. And also, you can have three relationships. I don't care. (laughs) I totally believe you can have it all. I know you can have it all. I have experienced it all. I continue to not just have it all, but create more space for more all. But What I will say is I have no intention of going to, I was going to say Disneyland, that's probably not, let's say going to Italy because I just got back and it was pretty fucking amazing. Uh, Going to Italy, sitting on the side of a beautiful valley in Sicily, whilst also launching the anti-business school and going to a hot yoga class and having a delicious smoothie and cooking dinner for my friends. And having a like full-on, expansive, mind-blowing conversation with one of my witch bitches. And having an impactful, transformative, one-on-one session with one of my clients. And getting asked to do some keynote speech at this amazing conference. And getting flown all expenses paid to do an in-team, transformational, organizational restructure. like That can't all happen at the same time. I want all of those things to happen. I would never want them all to happen at the same time. But I feel like when we think about having it all, that's kind of what we mean. You can have it all when you understand how you work best, when you honor and build your business, your relationships, your finances, your health, your community, your environment. Like when all of that supports you, everything shifts you discover endless opportunities. You, ex- you explore your limitless potential and you do that with way less stress and struggle. Because when you stop to, when you stop, when you stop, drop and roll, Californians, you know what I'm talking about. When you stop using fear and force, those are two like very large containers for a whole hell of a lot of emotional experiences and thought processes. You suddenly discover creativity, trust, Intuition, that gut instinct, you are able to make impactful decisions instantly because you understand the decision is the most important thing in this moment. I can do anything. And I've got 20 20 hindsight. I've got however many years of life experience of proof of evidence for my success. I always work it out, I always win. That is anti business business. There's no competition, there are no losers everybody wins and it gets to be play my whole raison d'etre is to show you to prove to you through this work through my <laughs> constant jibber-jabbering on all of these different platforms that you have full permission to do it your way that the fomo the nlp the overpromising underdelivering the ridiculous pricing and like limited spaces and only two seats left and all of that disingenuous inauthentic authentic brouhaha doesn't have to apply when you do it your way when you build your blueprint for success it gets to be done in a manner that you feel really good about it and it will be sustainable and it will be energizing and it will be inspiring and it will be supported <laughs> And I've absolutely been there. I spent, I was actually catching up with my friends and I was talking about how when I was in music and in business uh, or management, I should say, like friends of mine had asked for guest list tickets to a show. And my friend that I was sharing the story with very recently was like, I can't believe you didn't give me guest list tickets. And I was like, you never gave a shit about what I was doing. I felt incredibly unsupported in the first 20 years of my entrepreneurship. For those of you who have started, you'll know like your friends and family, they're not liking your posts, they're not buying your shit, they're not leaving you Google reviews unless you like paid them and you're an Airbnb and you said you can stay at my place for free or you know something to that effect, you're literally bribing them. But for the most part, like the launch is really exciting and then they get kind of bored with it, or they think you're kind of crazy or they see how hard you're working or what you're sacrificing and they judge it. Because it's different. It's a different way of existing in this world. Being an entrepreneur, and I'm definitely not the first to say this, like you're breaking the mold, you're trailblazing. By doing it your way, it might not be in a manner that gets supported or even seen by the people in your immediate experience. That that like need, (laughs) uh, that expectation, that's old world business, right? We are creating... A new being when we take our dreams seriously, when we actually give them physical form, and we get to be excited about that and proud of it all by ourselves. And that confidence, that feeling of success, that feeling of satisfaction and of peace and of knowing I did it is the desired end result. I personally believe that money is a byproduct of creating something that you truly love and putting it out there. And I believe that because I got to watch artists do it for 20 years and create unbelievable success. Those that were attached to fame, to fortune, to acclaim, to recognition, to praise, struggled. But those that literally couldn't sleep and didn't really give a shit about eating (laughs) because they needed to create and build they're still doing it 25 years later, potentially even 40 years later, depending on, you know, the age of the artist when I met them. That's what I mean by sustainable. I'm not telling you that whatever you create and do as soon as you finish listening to this is going to be the forever thing. I don't even know that that exists anymore. But what I will say is that when you understand your own blueprint for success, how you work best, when you are most creative, how many hours in a day, how you work to deadline, are you a last minute? Like I think procrastination is a superpower. However, there's a way to set your life up to honor that energy rather than... (laughs) struggle and potentially flop and flail in that energy. You get to change your mind. You get to start something and not finish it. I, I get a lot of people that reach out to me and they're like, I've started a million different things, but none of them like have ever gone to completion. And it's like, well, because that wasn't the thing. That's why you're here. We're going to find the thing. We're going to create the thing. We're going to put the thing out there. And we're going to make sure that it has the space to grow and succeed. So I've been jibber-jabbering a lot. Let's talk about one year on and this isn't what I want for you. This is what my people report back to me. And full transparency, when I started this five years ago, firstly, I had no intention of being a coach. It was right before coach became like a four-letter word as well. And I was fascinated by the by this idea that you could facilitate the journey to success without telling people what to do. That's kind of like rule numero uno for, for a coach. And that's why it's different than a mentor or a consultant or... I mean, a therapist isn't really allowed to provide any actual feedback. They're just kind of a sounding board, right? Uh, Consultant, teacher, guide. Like, they're all fundamentally very, very, very different modalities and ways of working. And I don't know that I had... I had, had mentors. I had absolutely had consultants and paid experts. But... Working with a coach was transformational. And when I was not getting the results that I needed in my COO position, and I needed them like quick, smart, working in like corporate cannabis, that, you know, scaling old world business wants to make as much money as possible as quickly as possible. And I totally get that. That is totally fine. Do it. NLP, pressure sale, FOMO, like scarcity mind, like all of it. Get as much as you can for as little as possible. Do it. That is not who anti-business businesses for. If you're always trying to get a deal, if you're always looking for a discount, if you want to pay people as little as possible, if you want someone to sign a contract and you're going to sue them, or you're going to take them to small claims court because you didn't get the $300 that you thought you had agreed upon, this is not for you. Like, I I totally get that. And I you were entitled to your $300, my friend. Go get yourself a lawyer that is going to charge you as much money as possible. <laughs> And write you a million different letters and charge you for every three minutes and live it up. Do it. It's super fun. Everything is built for that. And you're really going to have a great time fighting everybody all the time. If you are willing to try something different, if creativity drives you, if you want space for everything you desire, If you want to not just believe, but know, you are going to succeed. You are going to feel safe and secure and confident. In fact, you will welcome imposter syndrome because it means you're out of your comfort zone, which proves you're doing exactly what you're supposed to. You know problems are awesome, not because you're like spiritual bypassing, you're pretending like it's all good. Problems are awesome because challenges make you stronger. And in that pain and suffering and temporary discomfort, you know you're going to learn something. You just haven't gotten that lesson yet. And you will cease the no longer desirable experience as soon as you find that thing you're looking for, the benefit, the takeaway the strength builder, right? The resilience. That is anti-business business. It is actually like celebrating problems. <laughs> Again, not because we like are pretending that they're good, but when we identify a problem, that means that's an opportunity to do something better. And that's really fucking cool. So... You're empowering your team. You're empowering your people. You're challenging people to bring you ideas, bring you solutions. Be willing to experiment and make mistakes because that is how we learn best. That is how we grow. And they make for way better stories. <laughs> I'm thinking about some of my more recent mistakes. One involved pushing a sprinter van up a ferry in Sicily because we ran out of blue, And I was getting all of the Italian hand gestures that mean things I, I think would make ears bleed because, you know, dumb Americans did not read the instruction book and uh, aren't good with diesel. That was a fun one. But um, yeah, learned something new that day. It was really great. Last, yeah, there's been so many business mistakes. I talk about them in all of my different podcasts. Oh, but the other, the other, so the other podcast, this one's a little all over the place. Maybe I shouldn't have so much coffee. This was one of the very, very, very first ones. Lighthouse, tugboat, anchor. In this new world business, we are the lighthouse. We are a beacon of light that safely guides ships to harbor. We do not pull. We do not tug. We do not hold people down. We do not guilt them, shame them, blame them. We do not renege We honor that things change. We honor that there's storms. We honor that there's clear days. And sometimes you might not even see our light, but we're still doing our thing. And you will find us exactly when you need us. And we're just going to be. Obviously, that entire podcast goes into it, but it's a. it, It is a reminder to me. Am I being a tugboat? Am I pushing? Am I pulling? Am I being an anchor? Am I expecting somebody who has evolved or changed? to stay stuck, to stay still? Am I expecting myself to do that? So in a year, I want you to see, and I think you get to pick your review period. For some people, it's the beginning of the year. For other people, it's birthdays. For some people, for some of you, it might be in a year from signing up for the anti-business school. But next year, in your new world Business and your and your pattern interrupting and your willingness to courageously and bravely create and take seriously the thing that you have thought about or wanted to do or wanted to simply change for so long. You will reap what you have sown. You will see all of the seeds that you're currently planting right now in this moment, and they will be ready for harvest. It will feel like celebration. It might also feel totally normal neutral. Like, well, of course I finally dot, dot, dot. And it let me truly experience success that I appreciate, not success on someone else's terms, success on your terms. You get to define what success means to you. It might feel peaceful. It might be a surprise. It might feel like pure satisfaction. It might simply be security, but you will know how this work not just serves you but serves others your family your friends your community the environment the world your industry like you get to take a step back you get to zoom out and see like oh my gosh taking me seriously taking my work the way i work my ideas seriously didn't just change me it changed everyone and everything around me and i'm totally ready for the next level Like what you gain in the next year shows you how to do it over and over and over again. So you take on bigger challenges. You say yes to scary opportunities and you have the resilience and the perseverance and the trust and faith in you to keep doing it, to do it even better, do it even bigger. You're doing the work that you were meant for, right? Like the work you're really good at. It might not always be the work you want to do. So I move into I'm getting involved in another property development. And I finally had to like bite the bullet and realize I'm doing all of the admin, I'm doing all of the presentations, I'm doing all of the bookkeeping, I'm doing all of the reporting and financials. Like I kept looking for people <laughs> to do it for me. But it's the work I'm good at. That's why. The unsexy stuff is my art. It's my business. It's the thing I take seriously. And in as much as I would love to be, uh, I don't know, sitting on the grass, staring at the trees, I will get to do that on the property that I'm developing (laughs) after I do all of my work. It is honoring what's been asked of you for the last year. It might not have been easy. It might not have been obvious. You might not even know how to do it. Like You could have the vision and have no idea how you're going to create it. But this time next year, you'll see. You'll get to discover how you did it. And that is, is so exciting and so rewarding. And like I said, you will have space for all of it, everything you want. I go back to this because I remember seeing this tweet. It was a Facebook a, a female Facebook executive who said, choose sleep, friends, success, or exercise. You get three. I think the assumption is she was probably... I think it was friends or family as well. I always butcher it. Ignore me. Uh, the point being, no. You do not have to choose. You do not have to sacrifice. You can't have it all. And you create in the next year, you will look around and realize you've created the space for all of it. And you get to feel rich, not money rich, but rich in terms of your relationships, rich in terms of the security and the safety, rich in terms of the inspiration, the support, the demand with safe boundaries. Like you are ready and you are energized. And you are rich in experience. And lastly, you'll know this is just the beginning of a new cycle. It's been one year for whatever reasons. I mean, it's seasonal, obviously. We we tended to mark things in this like 12, 13-month cycle, right? And this wasn't my quote, but we tend to overestimate what we can achieve in six months, underestimate what we can achieve in six years, Yeah, that's accurate. I mean, in a year, so much will have occurred. So much growth. I don't even recognize the person that I was a year ago. I'm in completely different spaces. I'm working with completely different people. I'm charging completely different prices. And I'm taking on projects I never even thought I would be working on. I'm pitching to new partners and new businesses on a level that is surprising me. We are always, in any moment, able to choose this is the end and this is the beginning. If there is something that you no longer desire, old-world business would hold on to it. They would muscle it. They would figure it out. That would be commitment. That would be staying power. New-world business just goes, this isn't working. One of us isn't winning. We're out. No judgment. Obviously... You need to have conversations around that. Be respectful around that. If there has been an exchange, honor that. Honor the change. And also, you have full permission to adapt and evolve in any moment. We are always in an end and a beginning. We white-knuckle endings for a lot of different reasons. For every one of you, it's going to be different. Some of us are way too good at endings. We'll like, boom, blow it up and walk away. It's simply an end and we get to start something new. In a year, everything will have changed in the best ways possible for you. And you're going to do it all over again. You have your blueprint for success now. You know how to do it. It doesn't matter what life throws at you. It doesn't matter what challenges come your way. It doesn't matter if you get fired, hired, inspired. Uh, I can't think of another hired. (laughs) You got this. It's that belief, it's that knowing, it's that faith, it's that trust, it's that level six energy. And it all makes sense. You can look back on your winding, pivoting, precarious path and and see you've arrived at your desired destination. And it feels exactly the way that you wanted it to. Peaceful, a total surprise, successful, satisfied. Okay. That's all I got. Wow. That was, that was a lot of talking. I didn't expect it to be that long. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with me. I think you now understand anti-business business, business, anti, anti-business business. business. If anything, just the way I show up in general, I feel is anti-business business. business. Like I'm here. I'm excited. I am confident. It's a little messy. It's probably not like anybody else. (sighs) I trust They are uh, well more, I don't know, prepared, versed, practiced, (sighs) plausible, all the Ps. Okay, Uh, links to all the things in the notes. Leave a review. I have like a wildly low number of reviews. It's hilarious when I see how many downloads I get a week or how many downloads overall each episode gets. And then I think I have like eight reviews. Eight, my friend. Leave a review. Share this with somebody click through some of the links, listen to some of the other episodes. Let me know what you think. I would love feedback. If you have any questions, I make whole episodes based on questions. That's going to be the next one. And we're done. Thank you very much for being here. Bye. I love you. You're my favorite for real.